You're listening to Art of the Flow. Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our first podcast of 2017. Welcome back. If you missed us, we missed you. This is our weekly podcast that tells our stories of starting and running our float centers, providing insights and tips along the way. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float. And as always, you can join the conversation by leaving a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com. Uh, you can visit the site to find show notes, links, pictures from every episode, everything we talk about. Um, again, that's artofthefloat.com. I am one of your hosts, Dylan, of The Float Shop. I run uh, The Float Shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra Calm. And I'm also joined with Amy with Float Nashville and Lance of The Float Shack in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. And uh, today we want to talk about, well, hey guys, how are you doing? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Hey, happy new year. Happy new year. Yay. Happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, so we, we released many episodes and although we hit it very, very well, uh, those were not all recorded, uh, the day of, you know, they, we didn't actually record, uh, each week and get together. So we haven't talked to each other in almost a month, uh, for like just hearing about our businesses and what's going on and all that stuff. So I'm excited to catch up today. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how did the holidays go? Was it, was it a big success? Was it a complete fumble? Um, the, kind of the pros and cons of how it went and what would you do better next time? And it, it might be a little bit cliche here to have a New Year's resolution, but uh, maybe maybe it'll be fun to talk about uh, plans for 2017 and maybe a business New Year's resolution for what we want to accomplish in this brand new amazing year. So uh, yeah, I want to get to it right after. I give a shout out to our sponsor, Float Away. Their beautiful float tanks are at the float shop and all around the world. And one of my favorite features, actually, it's not just one of my favorite features, it's one of the favorite features of uh, floaters, particularly new floaters, are simply the automatic doors that you just push a button, opens for you, push a button, it closes which is also great when you're talking to a new client and you're able to say, you know, you don't just close the lid and, and it's you're in. You can leave the lid open, leave the light on, maybe turn the light off, then close the lid or vice versa. And of course, in our new Tranquility Float Tank, we also have stars in the ceiling. So you can even just, just um, with your own comfort level, bring down the sensory input to your um, what you're comfortable with. And Maybe comfortable is not even the right word. It's just at your own speed to get to that place of where you need to get to, even if you're an avid floater. Um, I certainly find that I, I still leave uh, the starlights on for, for a while before I, before I kind of punch out, if you will. If you want to check them out, go to www.floataway.com. Uh, Colin and Ginny own Floataway, and they're awesome people. So uh, let, uh, let them know we sent, uh, sent you their way. So, guys... Who, who wants to share first? Who had the best, most rocking holiday? It, it wasn't me, so who was it between you two? <laughs> you didn't. I, I had a pretty pretty good holiday myself, yeah, good, I have good. to say. It's real nice. Are you Not saying... only on a personal, but also a business cool. level yeah. as well, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Both, all the way across the board. Good Excellent. stuff. Did yeah, you, mine, wasn't, you Lance? mine wasn't bad either. It was, it was quite good. I, I can't complain. We actually... Uh, Took a little bit of break between Christmas and New Year's, and I didn't see my business for ten days. So oh wow! Wow, that was nice. Today was <laughs> today. What day is it? Yeah, today was the first day back to things. So, sort of uh, 
sort of slow going. Yeah. But what, was it tough? Was it tough coming back in? Uh, yesterday was tough. Getting prepared for, yeah, getting <laughs> everything for getting everything up and going. That was a lot of work. It was a long day. And, oh, was the business closed? Uh, Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we were closed. Oh, okay, okay yeah, got it. We clo- for the first time since we've ever been open, we sort wow. of shut down from... Well, the last couple of years, we sort of did construction and upgrades mm-hmm. during that time. Like, we shut down for business, but we put crazy amounts of hours in for yep. construction. And this year, it's just, you know, we need to catch up with friends and family and yeah. ourselves and, you know, just take a little bit of that break. And there's no better time than... Um, Around the you know holiday season, Christmas, New Year's. I'm, I'm so. so glad to hear that. <laughs> you weren't swinging nice. a hammer during holiday break. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> oh no, not a, oh no, <laughs> not a, not, not, <laughs> yeah, damn it, Lance. Not a hammer. <laughs> Put a remote control in that guy's hand. Tell him to veg out, please. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, the other thing is, like the first years of our running the business, when we'd go on vacation. You know, we could take 10 days off, but we'd be super antsy about how they were running the place. And so I'm glad that the place was actually just on the off switch. You know, you're just able to completely walk away from it, not worry about it, not get urgent texts or phone calls from employees. Yeah. So yeah. that's nice. Did Were you actually able to recharge during that time or was it just time for other projects? Uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a bit of recharging, but quite a bit of driving and mm. going city to city, people seeing different people and we sort of went out to my girlfriend's family's cabin which um that's out in the lake and it was quite cold so that means the wood (laughs) stove had to burn all weekend and uh which means wood needs to be split (laughs) and stocked and moved and hauled and so we spent about a third of the time there <laughs> chopping and moving wood, but it was wonderful. It was uh, quite the Canadian, stereotypical <laughs> Canadian Christmas. I can't really express that enough. Um, I've never had a, a Christmas as Canadian as this Christmas. It was <laughs> even sort for of something you. I it was... yeah sat in the midst of just like giggling how <laughs> weird and, <laughs> and Canadian this is. Oh my goodness! But we were yeah basically on a cabin on a lake where, you know, it was all cleared off with the tractor so he could skate on and no. play hockey and then drilling holes for ice fishing. Oh, my and God. Had shacks set up <laughs> and no old school snowmobiles that everyone's putting around on and, this. you know, heating the cabin with the wood stove. And then when we had to have Christmas dinner, it was a few cabins over. So we load the turkey into the sleigh and everything no. else. and. Yeah, brought it over the lake to the next house, and, you know, we were giggling at how Canadian it was. Oh, that's great. Wow. The frozen lake with ice skating and ice fishing and hockey, that's... Yeah, and you have wow. your, you have a fire rate on the ice, and everyone's around there, and you're drinking your beer, and you have to drink your beer quick before it like, freezes because it starts oh turning gosh. to ice, and you how can't cold? drink it. So. How um, cold is it? Well, there. it was about uh, around there. It was about minus twenty six, minus twenty seven around Christmas Day. Oh, um, okay. I thought but it was you're cold. all up in, up in <laughs> snowshoes or snowsuits and oh my God. around the fire. It was okay, but it was uh, <laughs> it was quite the Canadian Christmas. I think the only thing we were missing was like sled dogs. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's always next year, Lance. Yeah. Always next year. Yeah. Always next year. I assume you were not thinking about. Uh, the float shack while you were cutting wood and sledding across the uh, of the lake. 
Not so much. No, I'd sort of took a break from that and yeah. re reassessed different things in life, you yeah. know, family and friends and time and how you're going to go on with 2017. Mm -hmm. I want to live that year. Mm -hmm. So Cool. Uh, it's still standing. Took some time away. We came back. It's still there. It's that's, a miracle. That's the yeah. Christmas miracle. Just miracle. letting you know, you you can do that. <laughs> hey. You can step away, and it will still be standing. <laughs> Just make sure you turn off your burners and anything else that has a flame. <laughs> right. How about you, Dylan? How was your holiday? Uh, first first holiday with the baby. Uh, so good. So good. I. I love this baby girl. We love her so much. We've created this crazy business where we I don't ever have to you know go back to my 9 to 5 job and leave her, which is so great because it sucks to go need to leave for like 8 hours a day and work on float tanks or something like that and come back and and uh, the heart definitely grows fonder with distance. Even that that little amount of time when I come back, it's just so good to see her. But um yeah, so we got to spend the holidays uh with the family, with each other, you know, and really it we had a, a Christmas tree and everything, but it it didn't it didn't especially feel like the holidays. It was we have a new baby and we're learning how this thing operates and <laughs> sleeps and all that stuff. So it was uh, it was my you know, most unique holiday ever, that's for sure. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, but a, but a very good Christmas on Christmas Day. We did manage to get out to my parents' house and then to her parents' house with the baby. And uh, and get back home and and uh, so it was all all really sweet, really good. Also, I found out that I'm Jewish. As on my great great grandfather's deathbed, he tells one of my aunts that he escaped Nazi Germany to the U.S. Uh, and not to tell anybody. So she tells some people, but on on this side of the family, they don't they don't talk about it at all. So um, apparently, I'm Jewish. So we got a, uh, uh, we celebrated, we bought a menorah and celebrated Hanukkah as well. <laughs> wow. So I'm trying to do a little bit of learning about that. And, uh, obviously I'm not officially uh, Jewish or anything, but it's, it's kind of cool to find out and it's fun. So that's the other highlight of my holiday. But, uh, as far as the, the business part went, you know, it was good. It was solid, but, uh, some bad stuff happened. Probably the biggest thing was that our website got hacked and <gasps> it was oh. uh, sending people to uh, porn sites, which is oh, not no. what you want. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> not what you want your float center links. Are you making that up? No, no. What? No, not at all. A no. porn site? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, you know, you think <laughs> it's really mature people who hack <laughs> websites, but actually it's apparently teenage idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I will say uh, we have been hacked before and they were like connected to ISIS in some odd way. Like obviously not, a, they were like affiliated with. And so when you went to our website, it would play, um, uh, I, some singing that, uh, sounded, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about sounding racist now. I'm, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. But it was, uh, yeah, they were like, if you look them up, uh, affiliated with ISIS and it was, uh, kind of dark and, and scary, weird and, Brian, who's obviously part of uh, Art of the Float, also is our IT guy for the float shop and helped clean that up. But on our on this hack, it like just went so deep, and I don't I don't know the technical stuff. I'm sure Brian could tell us all, but I don't think that's as important as the fact that our website was down for over ten days. I think even more than that. And um, not that it was sending people to porn the entire time. We were able to pull it. Sandra whips up a temporary website in the meantime, but it's not built 
to like send people to gift cards and research floating and all that stuff. So um, sales oh, just no. tanked around that time. Just, oh, sorry. <laughs> Family show. And they just tanked. And uh, fortunately, and I've been talking about this like the entire time we've been podcasting, we've been building another website uh, behind the scenes for quite some time. And this finally gave us that last oomph. Even though we were almost ready to pull the trigger, this was like, okay, we just need to launch it. If a picture is out of date or something like that, we just need to update it later because um, the new one didn't have any viruses or anything. And that's not entirely true. It seems like there was some transferring over, but that's a whole nother story. And um, yeah, so uh, we now have a brand new website, which is really cool. Not great for SEO during the holidays when you <laughs> launch your new website. Um, so that wasn't great. And um, just like year over year uh, in the trajectory that we've been following, it uh, was not not up to expectations of what we wanted. And, you know, we're, we're spending money on new float tanks and stuff. And we have credit card debt. And we wanted to make some fat payments on that and are, are not able to because of that. I'm not I'm not saying we're hurting. I'm not saying we're out of money. But uh, it was not what we were hoping for. No. With with that being said, it could also be that there is also, uh, what is it, Urban Float uh, just up uh, north of us in, in Washington. Um, I, I say Washington, but Portland is very near the border of Oregon, so um, they could be impacting sales as well. Enso Float is also opening a few blocks away from the float shop, and so they could, uh, they were selling uh, gift cards as well and, uh, you know, a, some kind of a discount, so that could be impacting us as well. So this could just be... Um, us waking up to newfound competition as well. So I, I shouldn't blame it all on that. But if you look at the numbers, it's pretty rough when when uh, our clients get sent to view pornography. So sucky, mm. sucky. So that was very uh, frustrating, very stressful. My, meanwhile, we have a newborn with us, and we're also trying to figure out how her life works and everything and how we integrate with that, how, how our lives work with a little one, and, and also taking care of this uh so yeah i guess that's that's that is how i feel our holiday was i mean overall solid good but uh not not what we'd hoped how about you amy well um fortunately our website was <laughs> stayed right with float nashville no porn here so for that i'm very grateful that sounds rough um it wasn't yeah, that rough we... oh oh the yeah it was rough yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> some stress. Um, sorry, now yeah. you got me all. Uh, yeah, a little flustered. Okay. Over here. Um, <laughs> no, it was a good. It was a good, good holiday uh, for us, uh, business-wise. I think I feel like uh, we finally dialed in the best way, at least at this point. Um, to how to how we roll out our gift card sales. Hmm. I was really happy with how we did it this year. Uh, it went smoothly. It wasn't stressful on my office team. It wasn't stressful on uh, my partner or nice, I. So nice. uh, we did. Uh, we were up thirty three percent this year, hmm. which nice. was nice. Now that said, you know, um, we are going to be having some float centers move in, so it'll be interesting how international. So it'll be interesting how it goes next year. Mm -hmm. um, I never, I didn't expect. I I exceeded my expectations, so that was a pleasant surprise. But you know, it's really nice when you see this really nice fat amount of money sitting in your uh, <laughs> account. Yeah. But then it's sad because I have to, you know, I can't touch it. I, we haven't earned it yet. We haven't uh, done the services, so you know, I, I've pu I've put off um, tucking it aside. We have a bank account where we keep our 
uh, keep our gift card sales so we can pay ourselves as we um, as we earn it. Um, mm. But it's always fun to let it sit there in the in the um, main account and just kind of look at it and look at our account uh, bottom line every once in a while. It makes me feel good for that's... a few more days, and then I'll move it over. <laughs> but I'm going to enjoy that that's for a little bit. So you consider it like mm. a security deposit. Um, so you're you're not allowed to spend that money from the gift cards. Well, it's they're they're considered liabilities. You mm-hmm. they're, you're not supposed to, and it should show up as liabilities on your um, on your bank, on your uh, I'm sorry, you know, like your P and L and your balance sheets as well. So that money is not officially ours um, until the people do it, or it expires. Uh, until people actually uh, or expires. Okay. Um, but until then, it's a, it's a liability. So like if we were to go. Uh, you know, to try to get money from a bank or something, uh-huh. we need to show that hey, here's our liability, and we still have we have we still have that money to cover that liability. So mm. um, they get a little worried if you don't have your money to cover your liability. Yeah, and it can uh, make your when you do your taxes make your numbers look pretty um, unfriendly when you have all that money and a liability right. out there. Oh, oh, um, okay. Yeah, we I, got uh, some of our numbers back, and I sort of panicked, but then. <laughs> I had to get the whole gift card thing explained to me. Yeah. But yeah, that money is not earned until that, you know, gift card is cashed. And that's true no matter what. I thought there were two ways of looking at it. One is the way that you're talking about it, and the other is like a a cash understanding where... Well, you can do a cash. I mean, your accountant may do it that way, but that doesn't mean that it's your money. Okay. um, Okay. You you know, and even we do. We actually do it on a cash... So we do our books on a cash basis. However, uh, that said... Um, I, I do have it marked. I can look at it and I can separate that. And I know that that is not my money to spend. Mm-hmm. So just because I have a nice wad amount of cash sitting there does mm-hmm. not mean that I actually have that money. It's it's really not. It's not really money. So it actually gets set aside. That in our three series gets set aside into a separate account. And then it's, we pay ourselves as they come back in. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so no matter how the accountant does it, hopefully your accountant, um, when I say you, anybody's accountant, uh, explains to you that it's not... It's not yours yet. <laughs> it's not your money to spend. You can't go out and buy yeah. new stuff with it. Because um, right, remember, down the road, you still have to. That money is meant for, you know, payroll for the, you know, when those when those come due, um, you still have to pay the people who are who are serving them and the people, you know, the people in your office and the the um, overhead. Mm-hmm. You know, that money is is part of that's for your overhead and that sort of thing when those are redeemed, when those gift certificates are redeemed. I know from previous years, January for us, there's a lot of those gift cards coming back. So at the end of the day, that total cash out, mm-hmm. it's not always the number that, um, <laughs> you know, we're used to other months because, you know, we had it X hurts. amount of gift cards go out the door in December. Everyone wants to redeem them. Yeah. And people that don't, they'll be scattered throughout the year. Sure. But um, majority for us come in January, February. Yeah. That's nice. So you do get to see that money back pretty quickly. Well, I... um, Ours don't. So for some reason, <laughs> January, we don't get a whole lot of people using them. So it's always a long, drawn-out thing. You just kind of look wistfully at the statement every once in a while. <laughs> Dream. I, you know, so Sandra is in charge of our taxes and works with our our tax woman or Agnes and it makes me want to bring her on the show and maybe that be one of the topics we we discuss with her so would that would that be worthwhile to kind of learn the in and outs of that for our audience well you know me I think everybody should know Every, their numbers right. and where they're at and how much money they really have as opposed to how much liability they have because those yeah. are the ways when you know those numbers those are the ways you make uh, the best decisions <laughs> right because right now business. I just look at this big 
big number in my bank account. It's like, sweet, let's let's buy some tags. Right. <laughs> let's make and, some improvements. Oh, well, I don't know, but I like, I mean, I do. Like I said, it's hard for me to move that money over. I like seeing right. that number. It makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> For a, few, right. for a few minutes when I'm having a rough day. I mean, funny that, um, like, you said, you know, you, we sold a lot of gift certificates, and I say, well, that's really awesome. And your first response is, yeah, but competition's coming in next year. It might not be so good. Yeah. On Art of the Flow, we, we like to celebrate our wins, and I, I hope you do. I hope, I hope you yeah, celebrate. Well, you had a good holiday. Like I said, it's, it's succeeded, exceeded all my expectations, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah. when um, when competition comes in. I'm, I am curious. I, I, I knew it would happen. I'm shocked it hasn't happened before now, but um, uh-huh. quite frankly, but um, I do understand if you talk to our health department. Um, but um, but yeah, so right, I, I, I'll right. find it interesting. I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm certainly glad we had a year like this that exceeded expectations. It makes you, like I said, it makes you feel good. And... Um, yeah, you know, I. <laughs> so what if we don't make as much next year? I, we had a really great year, and I, I'm certainly happy for that. Ours, ours was sort of interesting this year. We had um, um, we sort of had to average our numbers from October, um, mm. because what we did is we decided to have that open house at uh, October 28th. I believe we had it. And in that open house, I sort of advertised as, hey, get your Christmas shopping done early. Come get your gift cards at a discounted rate. And we sold a ton of gift cards that day. And then we're coming into December and our numbers were, you know, behind from the year before. And we were all worried that we're not doing as well, not doing as well. We never really took an account for all those gift cards we sold into October. So when we had to average our numbers over last year, we decided to average it from October to um, the end of December. But we came out pretty, pretty close to last year. Our numbers are are quite close. But um, yeah, it was definitely an easy easy execution the way we did our gift cards mm, um in nice. envelopes with the stamps um a lot better we didn't run out three times like previous <laughs> years so th- that way the sales was nice it was it um we've learned how to uh get people in and out um quickly when they're coming to buy gift cards so nice nice, that nice. Was good. Did, did y'all notice though lance you were saying that didn't uh, it, it kind of you had to average it in for october now one thing i did notice is i was looking at the way that our gift cards are being sold last year like okay this day the day before christmas we're gonna have this many mm-hmm. um and because chris i'm assuming it's because christmas was on a weekend it really messed with how our gift certificate sales went like we peaked at a much earlier point than we did in the last two and actually oh, yeah i guess the last two years did y'all find that sales were a little more uneven than you were used to, or? Yeah, they were. Previous years, um, the last three days were some of the hardest hitting days, mm-hmm. but this year it was a lot more sort of scattered, as you would say. Yeah, yeah I would also say um, scatter plot, and and we didn't have that huge ramp up in the la- in the days leading up to it as well, where normally yeah. it's just like, oh my god, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> this year was like, oh, it's. Uh, just like the previous day. Like, good, but yeah. not like the mind-blowing. <laughs> I know around yeah. around my sort of central Alberta community, I, it seems like Christmas was a lot. There's a lot less money spent this year due to previous years. Um, a lot, I think, due to economical times where people just don't seem to be spending the money they were um, when we were in sort of, you know, the boom cycle, which was only a, a few years ago. So, 
Um, I think that has a lot to do. I know this was the cheapest Christmas for me ever. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever had a Christmas where I spent uh, this little amount of money, <laughs> which is nice, but it's also nice to spoil your friends and family too. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I... If you can survive through a recession, then you're going to be gangbusters when things recover. And we we opened in 2011, which was in a recession in the U.S. And that, you know, it just made us stronger for when it when things were when people were more flush, you know. Um, plus, you didn't have Trump giving hope. The U.S. spent a lot of money. Uh, we, whew, we spent a lot, and uh, yeah, a lot of that goes to the self care self care field. Um, let's see here. Something else I wanted to share about, uh, my holiday. Um, gosh, I can't quite remember. Shoot. I'm going to cut that actually. Uh, so let's see here. 2017 is coming up and I'm curious, curious what your guys' visions are for the year. Have you spent any time thinking about it? Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I want to hear about that right after I talk about not Float Helm today. I want to take one quick break for that. It's the same guys uh, who are behind Float Helm, but today I want to talk about the um, re-release of Center of the Cyclone. It's the 45th anniversary edition and now has a new Afterwards by Lee Perry and Adam Trombley, who is friends with John Lilly. And it's available on Amazon this Friday, the 6th, uh, which just also happens to be John Lilly's birthday. Actually, I don't think it just happens to be. I think it was planned that way very nicely. <laughs> um, so uh, that's um, the Float On guys um, are, are releasing that. And um, that's, that's just a staple of having a float center. So that'll be really cool to have a, a more modern take on it. And, and of course, I'll be interested in reading the afterwards as well. That'll be really cool. Uh, to see some insight from Lee and, and Adam. Uh, yeah. I'm super excited about that. That's yeah. one of my favorite Lily books. And uh, it's hard to find copy anymore. So way to go, guys. Not, not after Thank the you. sixth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it seems like this one uh, this one was released a little quieter than, than their last book release. But um, this one seems just as important to me. So, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll put up a link on, on the website for that one. So, uh, have you guys been thinking about 2017 as far as your businesses go, or is it just one foot in front of the other? Yeah? (laughs) What's up, Amy? Yeah. Well, you know, um, so Mark and I did our uh, year-end review in the beginning of December, and so we did a lot of our 2017 planning as far as business goes. Does he actually stop and focus on business for an extended period of time? (laughs) I'm genuinely... So, so I have to say, I, I, I want to really kind of laugh at that, but <laughs> to Mark's credit, yeah. normally we travel, because I'm always afraid he's going to get distracted. We usually travel somewhere uh-huh. for two days so that there's nothing around to focus. And when we started talking about where we wanted to travel, travel and things like Tunica, which is a gambling place, <laughs> came up. I'm like, perhaps we should just stick at home this year. Oh, uh, we, we ended up uh, nixing the travel, and we actually we actually worked out of Mark's, Mark's house, and... I was a little worried, but to his, uh, to his benefit, uh, he sat and was a trooper for 10 hours on the Whoa. first day. And I mean, he was focused. He, I, I broke it up a lot knowing how he works <laughs> and how he needs a smoke breaks. Right. But um, he was a trooper, and we got through a lot. We spent two days going through stuff, and he, he rocked it, I have to say. And awesome. I, was, I was really surprised. Cool. Sorry so, to interrupt. Yeah. Please continue. No, no. I get it. I get it. You know Mark. <laughs> I do. Uh, you've met Mark, haven't you? <laughs> um, 
So we did a lot of our business planning, and a lot of that was set in stone before the end of the year. However, uh, I think it's super important uh, that we take some time to look at our own agendas and what we as individuals want for the new year. Hmm. So I spent a little bit more time thinking about that uh, because I have a tendency, and I think I'm not the only person with this tendency in the fluid industry. We have a tendency to be a little bit workaholic-y. We have a tendency to get into that business, and it's tough for us to leave at night, or it's tough for us to leave our staff, or it's tough for us to hire staff because maybe they won't do as good of a job as we are, so we want to keep that under our thumbs. We want to keep all those things under our thumbs. And this last year, and I know I'm not the only one, this was a tough, 2016 is a tough year for a lot of us Mm -hmm. on a personal front as well as maybe, you know, some business things as well. Uh, And so for me, I spent quite a bit of time thinking about how do I want to live, not just work, but how do I want to live in 2017? So for me, as the new year comes, my focus is going to be a little bit more on having some fun outside of Float Nashville, um, trying to re-engage with some friends. It's really easy to lose contact with people that you love and adore. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I, I watched my parents. My parents both were workaholics, still are actually, by the way. Hmm. Um, and one of the things that my mother has lamented over and over again is a lot of her friends here. She is in her sixties, almost 70 years old. And a lot of her friends that she was close to, they'd have lunch with or dinner with on a regular basis have kind of, you know, drifted off. Hmm. She hasn't been there hmm. and I don't want to be in my 60s saying where are all my friends at and this is the time when it's super important Mm. so taking a step back from a personal standpoint and throwing some fun into my year that is non-float related and the other big goal has been uh, something that was inspired by our podcast with john about time management and that is working on all those little bits all those little decisions that suck energy all those little tiny energy sucks in our daily life trying to find them and eliminate them because when i am more uh, productive then my business is better and i have more time to play right right so (laughs) two little things that go hand in hand finding those little energy sucks and trying to reconnect with with friends can you give an example of one (laughs) I can give so many examples. Um, So one of the things that I've been working on is, uh, once again, John kind of talked about this, and it's something that he and I have talked about in our uh, our time together as my business coach, Mm -hmm. uh, but blocking off time. Uh, For example, (laughs) here it is, the new year, and I've already blown it. Uh, Today, I had two things, two things on my list that I wanted to get done that were priorities, things that were bugging me, things that really needed to get off my plate. Um, Today was my day to go into work. The moment I walked in the door, I found a bunch of issues, things that hadn't been done, things that weren't right in the rooms. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I ended up um, trying to fix a problem. I ended up on tech support for two hours. And when I came home tonight, neither of those two things were done. Oh, wow. Wow. Neither. And I fortunately, I talked to John tonight. I'm like, okay, this isn't working so good. Um, so we need to we need to figure out a plan. And we did. We talked about a plan on how uh, what can I do to maybe not go into work so often, and how can I communicate to my business partner my needs so that when I do come in, there's some uh, forewarning and maybe some communication on what needs to be done before I get there. Um, <laughs> 
and how we are going to handle my time in the office. So um, little energy sucks, things that are always an issue, those little diversions, yeah. we're going to work on getting rid of those and finding tools and things to to really stop that stuff. Because, you know, there I was. I was at work eight hours. I was at the float office eight hours today. Oh, man. And nothing that was of importance that was a priority right. got done. And that can't be. You can't run a successful business that way. So true. You just keep chasing that immediate, that low-hanging fruit that's right in front of you, but you're not focused on the real important stuff that's going to move your business. I I can relate with that. Something tells me a lot of us can relate with that. (laughs) I'm I'm also curious, do you guys um, get distracted because you walk in the door and then employees have a thousand questions for you guys? Like, oh, since you're here, how about this? Oh, since you're here, how about that? that? Does that happen? So when I go in, I'm always with Mark. I work with Mark, who's my business partner. Uh, so we don't have other employees around. Um, but what I, my issue is always there's things that aren't done, aren't done the way that I want them to be oh, done. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> things that are that no one else has noticed. I seem to notice everything, and some people don't notice anything. Um, <laughs> uh, that wasn't a slam. The way I said that sounded like a slam. That was not a slam. It's a bit on of a black white statement. Maybe they don't notice <laughs> as much as you. Did not mean for that to come off that way. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, so that's more of a bigger issue. But that's true. If I run into work to like I forgot something at work and I'll run into the office and there are employees there, yeah, it's I, I'll I'll actually get to the point where I'll send my husband in <laughs> to get to pick at something so that I'm not totally. there because if I'm there, yeah, you're yep. right. It, it's it's over. Sandra sends it's me over. in, I'll because I can just go, Hey, what's up? <laughs> boom, 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 grab the mail, do whatever, get out. And uh, and for, I'm not a nice guy, so I can just go in, <laughs> get stuff done, and get out. <laughs> She'll be like, "How's the family? What's going on?" Ba, 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 yeah, ba, ba. get the hugs. Sandra, get out. Know. Get yeah, out. I know. <laughs> I know. I do it. I do too. Um, but I'm working on it. I'd say about a year and a half ago, something like that, we started talking to the front desk people about that at our team meetings and like, you know, be sure to communicate with us over email, text, uh, you know, and, and the priorities of what should be a text, what should be an email. And that really seems to have mellowed out quite a bit. Right. So when we walk in, there's a lot more consciousness about that. And it just happens less because those things are already happening more or less behind the scenes you know, nice. electronically. Very, very nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad. Um, I'm the one who instigates it normally. I'm usually the ones like hugging and totally. You and Sandra. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You and Sandra are working uh, at the same business? My God. My God. <laughs> but everybody would want to visit. Everybody would want to hang out. Yeah. That's uh, the nice part. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Lance? 2017. Have you spent any time uh, thinking about 2017? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, we had an employee. Some of you may know her as Penny Lane. She moved back to BC, so she's a province over now. So we are an employee oh. down. Oh. So that means Matt and I had to sort of double our hours. Not really double, but add on a lot of hours yeah. to what we're working mm. and look for hiring and training another employee or possibly two. Uh-huh. I know there's a few different approaches we can take when it comes to our strategy to hiring um, employees. Um, do we hire a couple employees and get them to basically run the place and we focus on being in the public and getting people into the door? Or do we spend more hours at the shop and try and balance that, you know, getting people in the door? So, um, yeah, I have, there's, I have there's my some vote. work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's easier easier said than done sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. when you get it all down to the paper, it's it's hard to, to decide. But, 
Yeah, 2017 right now. It looks like a lot of work. Um, <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's okay. I don't um, think that ever changes. <laughs> yeah, we're we're still going to be coming out with all of our branding and marketing material sure. that we've been working on. And yeah. um, we're focusing a lot more this year on memberships, of course, um, monthly memberships and our yearly memberships. We run both of those. And um, we're focusing on being a club. Um, yeah. We're sort of going by the name of Flotation Studio and Sensory Spa. So we have some few things to sort of bring that sensory spa into aspect. And, um, yeah, just trying to do some alternative sort of naming and titling or branding, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, yeah, our focus is creating a, a float family, a community, yeah. cool. a club, members. Yeah, that's awesome. We talked a, talked a decent about, a, amount about that in our roundtable discussion, the idea of being, mm-hmm. being part of something, part of a community. What, what ideas are you using to implement that sense of community, that, that club? Well, we feel? got our, our little tea bar area that we've been working on for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming together quite nicely. We're pretty much ready to get that fully launched, and we're going to have our kombucha on tap, and as well as our different teas and drinks. And we're going to use that to sort of create a space that people will you know, have either snacks or drinks to hang out after. Our space is becoming a bit more secluded, or not secluded, but a bit more divided up, so it's a little more oh. comfier. And we're also going to be uh, doing more meetups and um, nice. sort of member workshops, whether that's um, doing different sort of stretching techniques or myofascial release techniques or having um, somebody come in and do breath work and how breath work can integrate with the tank. Um, little things like that where um, just getting getting floaters under the roof yeah, together. exactly. And yep. hopefully those ideas and um, that network will, will grow. Cool. So. That's awesome. I love that. That seems to be a priority that you've been... I've seen it on your on your Facebook feed, just that sense of community and giving, all of that. That real positive energy seems to be a priority of yours. Yeah. That's flowing through have your business. A, we have a ton of space in our lobby, and that was our, you know, our main... <laughs> when we decided to build the float shack, that was one of our main core values, was a sense of community and, you know, having a place where like-minded individuals can come together and network and, and grow, you know, together. And we haven't really harnessed that because we've slowly been, you know, building it all here and there in little patches. And it's always waiting on something, you know, waiting on more lighting or waiting on more power or waiting on water or waiting on this. Like, Mm -hmm. it's always one more thing until we're there. But Mm -hmm. I believe we're almost there to fully fully harness our vision. It's just a matter of executing it, which sometimes is the most difficult part. That is, I always wanted to do more community. We, we had some space that we can use down at the local bar, but then there's Mark, you know, so beer and Mark, we, we, <laughs> we tried to, uh, in the early days, we actually did uh, have a few member meetups, Lance, you're going to love it. It was so much fun. We did some meditation. Um, we did have someone come in and do some breathing exercises and we had the best time ever. And, uh, we, we talked about doing, here's something, uh, we weren't able to, uh, to execute simply because of our uh, regulations and our, not not our float tank regulations, but regulations in the community we're in. Um, but we always thought it'd be so much fun to have an annual member cookout. Nice. 
if you had the space, oh, that'd be so much fun. A barbecue yeah. in Nashville? Yeah, huh. like a cook. I don't know. Seriously, that never happens right? in Nashville, right? That'd be awesome. <sighs> oh, well, uh, there's there's some cool things that can be done, but again, it, it comes with planning. You know, it takes time to plan these things and reach sure out to does. these people, make sure they show up, and yes. you know, proper space and, and equipment and supplies are allocated for what needs to be done, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like, it's you know it's something we want to work on, so good, we're good. we're going to try and go through with it. What you're describing is it reminds me of particularly when we first opened how everybody has ideas for what you should be doing. Like this is how you should run a successful business. You could you should bring the community in with these events, but implementing it can just be so dang difficult. So uh, I I congratulate you on putting in the effort <laughs> to to make sure that happens because that's that's just the hardest part. Like you're trying to run, you're just spinning so many plates, running your business, and and now. Yeah. You know, not just managing, actually working shifts, and then managing other people coming in and reaching, doing the outreach. It just, it feels like so much. Like you need a specific person to do that, and if you're going to do that, like they shouldn't be working hours at the shop. They should be using their free, not free time, but away from the business time to to do that as well. Which means more money spent. My head just starts spinning just thinking about anything extra thrown in. It, it can be, yeah, um, it can be a lot. So if you guys are taking that on again, I I congratulate you. And I look forward to seeing seeing the results too. I'll let you know. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see here. My, I think for myself, uh, New Year's resolution would be uh, marketing is uh, the most important thing. And Amy, similar to what you described of uh, it being done in advance. It sounds like your holiday rollout was very smooth, and and you had it had it dialed in, and it was just implementing it and that's what we want to have seasonally is almost all the time something going on and not just a sale but something that generates uh, excitement community self-love just um, uh, something always going on at the shop that's being rolled out and something that we don't need to reinvent the wheel every year and recreate Mm -hmm. it but it's like cool this is what we do we can refine that but otherwise it's something we simply re-implement so that's what Sandra and I want to do, and we have wheels turning nice. on that already. But, uh, yeah, marketing. Yeah, and not only does it make it easier in the moment, but it's also easy on your staff, easy on yeah, you. Totally. Uh, and once you have it down, like I feel like we finally, like, for, like I said earlier, I think we got our rollout uh, dialed down now for the holidays. And it's like I'm gonna, I took really good notes so that next year it's going to take very little effort. I have, you know, to get, all I have to do is throw in some graphics, change up the copy, clean up the copy, right. and uh, it should take some stress off the plate and give me some more time for, well, like I said, for fun. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's such why a worthy you, goal. That's why you're a professional, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> According to who? According to us, Amy. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's, I, I think that's what we're all working towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've all talked about that. You know, speaking of that, I've noticed on your feed, I've seen um, celebrities talking about floating. A picture of them and some nice Photoshop work. What's going on there? So those are actually our uh, uh, ambassador. I assume called it ambassador. We haven't officially named the program, Uh, but uh, they are people who have been floating with us, who have really just stepped up and started telling the world and we let them know that hey we noticed you we noticed what Mm. you're doing we appreciate you and so they're kind of our they're they're the beginning of our our ambassador program and 
it's been fantastic. That's something that's been growing uh, and being built very, very slowly. You know, you always want to do things so much faster. You always have these dreams that, yes, I'm going to put together an ambassador program. And within a month, it's all going to be set up and everything, all the letters and all the graphs. Yeah, that never happens. Um, so, <laughs> so we decided to roll it out officially with this uh, Facebook ad that is um, that is running from now through, I believe, the beginning of February is what it's set up for. Okay. So it's part of our marketing for this first quarter. Sweet. And awesome. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. That's great. Well, it's fun. No, that it's fun. We're really grateful for them. And, and I think you've done a really nice job of it, too. Of, of, uh, it just looks really great. Thanks. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we, we do a floater spotlight, and uh, yeah. that we put that I'm in our... I'm seeing that. What's up? I'm seeing that. I saw it in your newsletter. Yeah. Very nice. You've been doing it, what, for about three months yeah, or four months now? Uh, three or four months, yeah. And we've got a backlog yeah. of, of floaters that we uh, drop into the into the newsletter. And it's it's really cool, A, that it's not stressful, like, oh, God, we got to find somebody, throw it in there. Like, oh, that's already written out. Great. Or, and we've already got their picture. And so we just drop it in. It's really convenient. And basically, mm. um, well, anyway, I won't get more into the newsletter, but something... Um, I've been told is you want simplicity and you want your newsletters to be real brief and just get in, get out. And that isn't the approach that we've taken with our newsletters. We definitely put like, um, if there's an event or sale or something like that at the top, of course, we want people to see that. Mm -hmm. But we do allow our clients to continue kind of relating with the float shop if they continue to read the email. And so I put the, well, I say I, we, we put the spotlight in the newsletter and I, I didn't really know if people would be reading it or not, or how many people. People now know Gad. They, what of our floater spotlights? Like they, how's Gad? You know, they or they recognize him when they come in. Like people really do read it. Or that was really funny what he said about yada yada. You know, like they'll they'll make those references. It's like okay, like at least some amount of our core base is reading this, and it's on some level creating some bonding, and they they're more familiar with the shop, or at least our <laughs> our awesome floaters. Uh, so. Um, yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm I love it. that. And, you know, just to say, just, uh, to address what you mentioned about newsletters, and I know I've read all the stuff about how, yes, you're supposed to have these brief, short mm -hmm. newsletters. And I do agree with your newsletter should only have like one call to action. Like I've seen newsletters where there's like five different things they really want me to do. Yeah, yeah. And it's very confusing. And I'm like, oh, God, there's just too much. And I just shut it off. But I think that there, you know, you know your audience best. Mm. And Yes, I know that general marketing rules say keep it short, keep it sweet, only, you know, don't put many pictures in, keep it simple. But there are several newsletters that I read that are very long, very wordy newsletters. And I take the time because I enjoy it because right. it's something that I connect with. I take the time to read it all and I go to all their silly little links. Mm. Um, and I take the time because they're curating things that really appeal to me. So when you know your audience, I don't th necessarily think that short, brief stuff always applies. Mm -hmm. I think we should be open to that and trust when we feel that our audience can handle more or wants more. I dig that. Um, yeah. I, I would be sad if I some of my newsletters that I love shortened up. I would right? I would be bummed. Right. Yeah. Cool. That's that's good to hear. I, I like I like hearing that. Um, it also works as more fodder for social media to, to drop that into Facebook and Instagram yeah. and all that stuff. And also, um, we had our employees all write a little bio, or not a bio, a little, uh, basically an essay on floating. And although we haven't included those yet, because we're worried about a few claims some of our employees have made about floating, we want to make sure everything is super legit. Um, but uh, just we have those in a backlog. And so once we start running those, then we can have our employees write another one 
Um, I know we're totally digressing here, but just having that content flow uh, is nice. And so that just adds to the mm -hmm. 2017 marketing uh, campaign that we plan on having, you know? Um, and Fantastic. which I think is partly inspired by the fact that we finally have to wake up to competition. I mean, on our doorstep. And so um, with, with the uh, pie getting smaller, um, we have to, I think, be more alert and uh, just be more dialed in to make sure that we um, not, not survive as a business, but well, thrive. Mm -hmm. How about that? <laughs> that's what we're here to do, right? <laughs> is thrive. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the plan for 2017. Smooth, Beautiful. smooth marketing. And of course, to raise a baby, beautiful oh, little right. little baby girl. Uh, that's the other plan too. <laughs> so, uh, that's a good plan too. Yeah, I like that one. It's pretty rocking. <laughs> cool. Anything awesome. else about 2017 coming up here? You guys want to talk about? Are you guys excited for 2017? Or are you are you weary of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not weary yet. We're only on day. We're only in the first week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I have I have high hopes for 2017 nice. myself. Cool. Um, I am looking forward to, you know, I understand every day is a fresh day. Every day is a new beginning. And I, I totally subscribe to that train of thought. But there is something about a new year that just feels like an extra, extra clean slate. Mm -hmm. And, Great. you know, you can, it allows us, there's something about that that just allows us to leave behind the crap of 2016. I, I know that in my, my uh, world, I don't even think about 2016 anymore. It was a rough year. I learned a lot of lessons. I wrote about them. I, I sat down. I dug out the gold, tucked it away. But I'm ready to, to just let go of that and let go of the negative crap of 2016. And I really do feel good about this year. I think as an industry, there's some exciting stuff on the horizon. Look, we were on Good Morning America, not we, but as an industry, mm -hmm. float tanks on freaking Good Morning America. Now, the quality of that, I, you know, who knows if, if I know there's been some disagreement about that, sure. uh, how good it was. But the truth of the matter is a year and a half ago, two years ago, who would have guessed mm -hmm. that flotation would be even spoken of on Good Morning America? Um, it's really getting out there. We're all doing our job and... The New York creating Times. some good stuff on New York Times. So things are happening. It might get rough, you know. Not everything's going to be positive. But the fact that we're being written about and being talked about, hey, they're opening conversations. They're opening dialogues for us, even if we aren't involved with the media in our own communities. It opens dialogue. Yeah. allows us to talk to people about it. And I think that's super exciting. And I think it's going to be a great year for the industry in general. Cool. That, I love that. It, you know, that, that reminds me of a Facebook Live video, I think, which, by the way, risky for such an in-depth, long video Andy Zrumba made about uh, some people quitting their businesses after, I think he said, two years. He's, he's seeing a lot of float centers close, and he's like, guys, businesses aren't supposed to be, you know, historically successful as soon as they open. It takes work, and it takes time to build yourself basically up to zero and then to build from there, which is usually at the two-year mark. And I, I thought it was a great great post. I would encourage you to find, I don't know how you, if, if we can find a link, we'll put that up in the show notes. Um, I think it was in float facilitator, so maybe we can find it. It was, but, uh, it was. yeah, it must've been right. Um, but I just, I thought it was really inspirational and a, and a good wake up call that this isn't just a simple turnkey where you just plug in and make money. It takes a lot of work to it. There's so much to it and you have to be repetitious with it, please. Amy. And I think, I think part of the issue, I know some people, uh, I've talked to some people who are closing or have closed, and a lot of it is they didn't understand the amount of work that was involved. I think a lot of it, and one of the things that I try to warn people about is, 
hey, just understand what you're getting into. It's going to be much harder than you think. It's going to cost a lot more than you think. Your overhead's going to be a lot heavier than you think. So, you know, a lot of people go in, and I know that I was in the situation where if we didn't start a float center, you know, it took us to over two years. We'd invested quite a bit of money before we ever rented our first space. So we got to this point, it's like, well, if I don't move forward, I'm going to lose my money. Um, so you just kind of keep going in hopes that it works out. It worked out in my case. But um, for a lot of people, it can get overwhelming really fast, and it's not the kind of lifestyle that they want to lead. And I totally get that. This is hard stuff. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is hard. Yeah. You do struggle with family. It is tough on your family. It's tough on your friendships. It's tough on your relationships. It's If you enjoy having hobbies, well, <laughs> it's going to be really tough on that. I got so my dad bod going. I'm not so yeah, started that years ago. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. I don't even have a kid. And I, I don't know. I got my, my mom bod going. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, you know, it's. I think people get into it and it's, it's just a lot more than they realize. And I understand that. And if that's the case, then yes, they should. If they realize that it's damaging them, um, their family, their relationships, things that they don't want interfered with, then, you know, maybe I'm not sure why these people, all these people are closing. But I know for some, they got in over their head mm-hmm. and it was not what they expected. Yeah. And that's all right. They were smart to to leave when they did. And, and that's the thing is, I, I was naive going into it. I didn't know how much work it was going to be. And it is mm-hmm. like, get out if it's not right for you, or you just have to buck up yeah. and and sign on for this is what my life is going to be like. And like you said earlier about your parents, yeah. you know, not not seeing their friends, like at least for a period of time, that is what it's like. I have relationships that have yeah. died. They just they're, they're dead on the vine because we haven't seen each other mm-hmm. in five years. And, uh, you know, a few texts here and there just doesn't, doesn't help it or, you know, keep it, keep it alive. So yeah, what you're describing yeah. has a lot of truth to it. Yeah. And Andy's right. You know, if you can keep, if you can keep that, um, that burnout away and right. keep on chugging, yeah, three to five years, things are going to be looking different, but you got to make that decision. That That's a heart decision for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also say it's, it's not businesses that fail. It's, it's people that fail. So it's true. Absolutely. you got to take care of yourself too. Oh, interesting. It's true. Yeah. Very true. And I've been dancing with burnout, but you know, mm-hmm. but you do things to catch it before it gets too far. And, um, 2017's got a little more planning for that stuff in well, it. Well, I hope your I'm business coach, John, time. is helping with that. I, I really do. He is indeed. Sucks. He is indeed. <laughs> it sucks so bad. <laughs> um, it can. It certainly can. But that's why we work hard. So we keep the fire burning for what we love. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, um, all of us can say, no matter how hard it's been, there's still something inside, even if it's just a tiny flame, that um, if we know that we, if we stoke it, everything's going to it's just going to burn. It's going to be beautiful. Nice. Um, we just can't let it get too low. I love it. I don't think we could go out on a better note, Amy. Very nice. <laughs> I love it. I, uh, if anybody has their own 2017 uh, New Year's re- business resolutions, feel free to leave a speak pipe. Of course, that link's always in the show notes, and I'd love to hear what your guys' plans are. Maybe it's opening your business at all, and maybe it's a, a benchmark you want to hit or self-care, whatever it is. I'd, I'd love to hear from the community, and um, I'd love for you to share with the community. So this is Dylan saying there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing, so spend some time there. We'll see you next week. Art of the Float, 